Hello, everybody. Welcome to 38 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. Um, Happy Friday. I hope everybody's excited for a good weekend. I know that our whole family is because we got games, so super exciting. Um, I know that today is the start of the WNBA Finals between two of the teams, which are the Seattle Storm versus the Las Vegas Aces. I know that each and every time these teams have played against each other, we've been super excited to talk about it and preview it and everything. So before we get into game one, I'm going to talk a little bit more about how they've played against each other previously. So their first game when they played against each other, 8-22, the Aces won the game 82-74. So, yes, the Aces, they did have Dierka Hamby. Um, I know that she will not be playing this series, which is very unfortunate for them. Um, but the Aces, I think that everybody was kind of surprised that the Aces pulled off that big of a win. Because, I mean, eight points is a pretty big win when you're going against what's considered the best team in the WNBA. Um, I do know that in that game... Sue Bird did not play, and Brianna Stewart, she did play. She had 29 points and 18 rebounds, so she was a big monster in that game, and her opponent... big monster? (laughs) Man, that's kind of scary. It is. She grabbed 18 boards. That's a lot. Okay, that's a monster. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then Asia Wilson, the opponent, she had 23 points and 14 rebounds. So those two have been going at it in both games. So I don't know. I'd very highly consider taking both of them. I think that they, at least in this first game, they they definitely battled big against each other. Um, And then the second game that they played a month later, 9-22, in exact month, uh, the Aces won again, 86-84. So... In this game, the Storm did not have Brianna Stewart and Sue Bird, and they still kept it within two points, a lot closer. I don't. I think that the Aces didn't put up as big of a performance. Um, they still ended up winning the game, but um, I think that Asia Wilson was the only person, like, I don't want to say leading the team, but, like, she was doing everything, it seemed like, because we had went back and watched that game, and she seemed like she was just doing everything. So, while I'm going over to the Storm, Sue Bird has not played against the Aces this season. I think that... They've been saving her. I mean, I guess so. Um, because, obviously, when the Storm had played against the Aces on 9-22... They were um, resting, I think they were resting Brianna Stewart and Sue Bird. I think Brianna Stewart had a slight injury, so they didn't want to push her because obviously it's their biggest star. You don't want to do that. Um, and then they went right into the, um, what was it, like two, one or two weeks later into the Minnesota Lynx series, which they ended up sweeping them. Um, so Sue Bird has yet to play against the Aces this season. I feel like, I don't think it'll mess up their chemistry for the Storm because, you know, they're used to playing with her right now. Um, But, I don't know. I feel like she has 
I'm I think that she has probably watched a lot of game film on them, especially knowing that she hasn't played against them. So I feel like she'll be prepared. But do you think it'll make a difference with her playing against the first for her being playing against the first time against the Aces this season? No, not at all. Um, and reason being, these teams are pretty familiar with each other. Um, Sue Bird's been in the league for quite some time, so there's plenty of film on her. The fact that she's one of the emotional leaders of the Storm team captain, um, I think it only helps the Storm. In no way does it hurt them, especially when we're talking. We're not talking about a regular season game. Yeah. We're talking about game one of the WNBA Finals. So that's when the experience, the leadership all come in, into play in bigger ways than normal. So to me, that only helps Seattle. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Um, these two teams, I feel like this is going to be a... I think that I see this being a battle. I'm excited for this series. Are you? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a WNBA Finals. <laughs> I mean, we predicted this matchup, um, you know, in our season preview. But we're not going to brag too much because I would say probably <laughs> probably 40% of all people were would have said that these were the two best teams. So um, this is definitely not a surprise. Uh, with these two teams playing. Pops, if you, who yeah. do you have winning? Winning the series? Yes. Uh, I, I absolutely have Seattle. How about I, you? I agree with you. I feel like with the Aces, they're coming off. They were just playing against the Sun, um, which they're very competitive. And I read an article how Angel McCautry said how going into those and finishing off those close games it mentally drains them is what she said about the team so i feel like mentally they could be a little bit tired from going against that yet the storm are fresh because they just swept minnesota no it wasn't an easy series especially that game one go of with the game winner of alicia clark but i still think that the storm are like, they have a lot... I feel like they might have more energy than the Aces do. I mean, I think that they're still... Both teams are going to be fired up and excited to play. I mean, who isn't excited to play in the WNBA Finals? But I'm going to have to go with the Storm as well, especially with the Aces having with Dierica Hamby, one of their stars, out. Sure. No, I, I hear that. Um, I, I Just watching the games, I actually think that the Aces are coming in I think these two teams are kind of trending in different directions. I think Seattle's performances, uh, especially in in the last series, was stronger than the Aces was. Um, I liked how Seattle's kind of seems like they're kind of coming together even more. I think Natasha Howard is coming on strong. She's definitely stepped up. Right. Um, as Seattle's obviously healthy at the right time. You could argue the Aces are not as healthy at the right time. Um, so, just based on just those factors combined with the fact I think Seattle has, Seattle to me has by far has the stronger bench. Yes. Um, and I think Seattle has more of an identity than does the Aces. So, I think for me, I think this is this is definitely a, a Seattle situation for me where I, I think this gonna, they're going to get it done. Um, I agree with you. I know that for the Seattle Storm. Sammy Whitcomb has left the Wubble because um, they're gonna. She's gonna have her first baby. So congrats to her first of all. Pops, do you who's think, that? Uh, Sammy Whitcomb. Gotcha. Do you think her being out will play um, 
a factor in the storm, like on how they play? No, not at all. I mean, obviously she's a shooter. And she brings a ton of energy. She right? does. She does. But I, I mean, I think she was looking at maybe a eight to ten minutes at most. So obviously we're talking about a, you know, a small bench role. Um, yeah, they might miss her a little bit on the bench cheering on her team. Um, but this is a veteran team. This is the finals. Yes. I think they're going to be okay. I agree with you. Um, in the two games that they've played already that you alluded to earlier, right? Uh, the Aces won them both. Both times Las Vegas went over 80 points. Um, and both times Las Vegas covered. August 22nd, uh, when the Aces went 82 to 74, the Aces were actually a five point underdog. And then when they most recently met on the 13th of September, Tati, where they won 86-84, the Aces actually were a one-and-a-half-point favorite just because Seattle uh, was resting most of their players. And that was the game where the Aces clinched the number one seed. Um, I I point those numbers out simply for the fact of as far as a comparison, right? So in game one, I know that Seattle's favored by five-and-a-half, so that kind of resembles... The, the same line that when they met on the 22nd of August. Um, both games, the totals were at 166 points. That number today for game one is a shade lower to 164, 164 and a half points. So it's hard to glean too much just from what's being said um, from the Lions perspective goes. Uh, but again, I, I still like Seattle. Okay. Um... I think that Seattle will be coming in with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, losing both games to the Aces in the regular season. So in that case, I could I see the Storm winning game one. I don't see the Storm sweeping the Aces. I do think that the Aces will win one game. Um, but I do think that it's going to be a tough series for the Aces. What? Who do you think has the coaching edge? Which team? Ooh, that's tough. I feel like uh, Bill Lambeer has done a great job with the Aces because, you know, having two of your biggest um, players, like, uh, who was it? Liz Cambage and Kelsey Plum being out, that's tough going to the finals without without those two players. Um, so in that case, I think I'll have to go with the Aces on that side when it comes to the coaching. Okay. Pops? Um. <laughs> yeah, I I have a tough one with that. I'm gonna call it a tie, okay. so I'm kind of backing out of that one. Um, <laughs> you know, I just feel like I would say I understand what you're saying with Bill Lambier with the Aces, but I just feel like the Aces, and I think it's gonna show out in this series here. I just feel like the Aces are you know what you're gonna do get you know um we we know kind of what they do we're not surprised that uh, I just feel like the Aces don't have enough different options offensively to be able to truly score Um, I don't think Angel McCautry is going to do very well uh, relative to what she did in the the first two times with them and so that's going to leave a lot of Asia Wilson down low and I think with Natasha Howard coming on strong I mean I know she's been a defensive player of the year candidate for multiple seasons now so I, I just don't know. Um, I'm going to call it a tie, but if anything, I'd actually have a slight, 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 slight lean towards the Seattle side. <laughs> okay. Well, moving on to, like, the game one and the stats in that case, um, I'll start off with the Seattle Storm. 
So, I think that from a DraftKings side, you need to take Brianna Stewart and Asia Wilson. Okay. I feel like if I had to choose one over the other, I'd go with Brianna Stewart. But I think that with both of them being the leaders, both of them know what going to a finals and what it's like being in the finals. So, I don't think any of them will be like extra nervous and not perform well. So you have that where they're both going to perform at their best, and they both know what they're doing. And Asia Wilson has, um, she's averaging a double-double of 23 points and 10.5 rebounds against the Seattle Storm. So I do get what you're saying with Natasha Howard, but I still think that Asia Wilson's going to do her thing down low. Um, and then with Brianna Stewart, I think it's just tough to not take her, honestly. I think that she she's a very strong player, and she definitely does a lot for the storm. And so I just see I just can't see how you don't take her. <laughs> she averages twenty nine points and eighteen rebounds. She did only play once against the Aces, but she played very strong. Um, and then, what do you think Sue Bird is gonna do in this series? I think she's gonna do Sue Bird things. I think. She's going to be a, a strong leader. I think she's going to have minimal turnovers. I think most people would say that uh, it's going to be more of a defensive type of series. So that means each possession is extra critical. Alicia uh, Clark in that case. Alicia Clark. She's going to be guarding uh, Angel McCautry, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think Sue Bird's going to have two or three, three or three pointers each game. I think they're going to, have, they're going to be big shots when she shoots them and knocks them down. I think she's going to step up. You know, she's a Hall of Famer for a reason. Yeah. Um, what I was going to ask you is, you mentioned Asia Wilson and Brit and, 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 and Stewie. How does Stewie feel about Asia getting the MVP? You can't tell me that Stewie's yeah. not a little salty about that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like both of them have been doing, like, incredible this season. Yes, it was short, but... I think that the reason why Asia Wilson got it is because the Aces didn't... I think one of the biggest reasons why Asia Wilson got it over Brianna Stewart is because if you take Asia Wilson off of the Aces, then they might be in, like... They could be close to last place. If you take Brianna Stewart off of the Storm, they still have their stars like Jewel Lloyd, Natasha Howard, Sue Bird. So I feel like that's one of the reasons why Asia Wilson got it. I do agree with you, Pops. I think that Stewie could be, I think she'll be mad and, again, gives you an extra chip on her shoulder, more motivation to do her thing. So I think that it leans back to my reason of how could you not take her. <laughs> okay. Um, and then on the storm, again, who? what do you think about Jewel Lloyd? I feel like she'll be, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm like on the fence about her i think jewel lloyd is the most i think she's the i think she'd be just called the x factor i think she can either go off or she could fail to show up so i think if she's on i think seattle could legitimately sweep the aces i could agree with you um but what do i expect of her honestly i have no idea what to expect because i don't even think jewel lloyd knows what to expect yeah, I'm not expecting too much. I think that she'll be. Oh, I think that she'll shoot the ball well. I think it'll be tough for her to get her um, drives to the basket, though. Okay. How um, about on the flip side? Who's the who's the sleeper? Who's that? 
who's the player that most people aren't talking about for the Aces that could help them, you know, make this series ultra competitive and take it the distance? Yes, Pops, I think this one might surprise you. It's going to surprise everybody, but Danielle Robinson? Yeah, Tati, that's exactly who I was going to say. <laughs> I know I got, I know I've liked her for a long time, but without a doubt, it's her. Go ahead. So, going against the Storm, she has been very strong in both games. She averages 14.5 points, 5 rebounds, and 5.5 assists going against them. That's the second most on the team behind Asia Wilson going against the Storm. And uh, you're adding on that she's a vet coming from the Minnesota Lynx, which the Minnesota Lynx, when she played with them, they were almost always in the semifinals or the finals. So she definitely has a ton of experience uh, mm -hmm. where she's at. She plays well against the Storm. Mm -hmm. I, I think that she's the big sleeper on the Aces side. Man, I'm smiling from almost ear to ear. So... When they have played, I mean, they just haven't been able to stop her, right? She doesn't. She's not a really reliable jumper. She doesn't have a reliable jumper, but she's always able to get into the paint. And um, defense. And, and well. I think that that's going to be awfully hard for Seattle to stop. Just like when you're watching NFL football, you know, you have these quarterbacks that are usually amazing throwers of the football. But then when these throwers can all of a sudden turn into runners and create their own, that's what makes the the football players incredibly dangerous. So you're talking about Patrick Mahomes. I'm talking, right now. yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> and I'm talking about Lamar Jackson. Uh, I'm talking about Russell Wilson. And if you watched last night's football game, Sam Darnold for the Jets got even LeBron to send out a tweet about his run. So you could argue Danielle Robinson has a little bit of that in her game with regards to be able to break a defense down and collapse them, and then she can either finish at the rim for a layup or she can driving dish. Now, if she dishes and let's say she hits Asia with a pass and then that creates and one opportunities. And by the way, they've had a couple of those going right? against the storm. When Asia Wilson shoots 10 free throws per or more per game, they're 7-0 and this season. They haven't lost. And when you consider the fact that this is going to be a defensive series, anytime you can get to the free throw line, those are called cheap. Those are called free points, supposedly. So, you know. I could see Danielle. I I couldn't. You, you literally took the words out of my mouth when you said Danielle Robinson. <laughs> um, I think that I'm gonna move on to Jackie Young. So I feel like she. So she's a second year player. Um, obviously last year they they didn't have. She didn't have too much experience because. Yeah, she she got a lot of minutes at the beginning, but then because of how well like Kelsey Plum and Kayla McBride were playing together, she didn't get as many minutes. And um, when she, they were going against the Sun, she choked. She I think she only had a total of like two points overall in the series, right? Well, she didn't have much. Let's just say that. Um, and going against the Storm, she does average five and a half points, three and a half rebounds, and three and a half assists. But I think that it's going to be a tough one for her. I feel like she's going to feel a lot of pressure. And being so young, I think that going into a WNBA Finals game, I'm just not too sure if she's ready for that. You know what I mean, Pops? Yeah, I do. I do know what you mean. You know Sue Bird's going to be 40 this month? 40 years old. Wait, for real? Yeah. Think about that. That's even hard to even think about, because no? you're thinking, oh, Dad, you're 40. <laughs> and you can barely walk. 
Damn. I know Jewel Lloyd's birthday is on the 5th. I was I was looking at all their birthdays because whenever you're in the finals and you have a birthday, those players usually play well. So I was going to say something about that, but I was waiting till game two for that one. Okay. <laughs> Happy early birthday, Miss Lloyd. Right? Okay, and then real fast, you spoke a little bit on Angel McCautry. Um, going against the Storm, she averages 9 points, 7.5 rebounds. I think that she's definitely had to step up when going against the Sun. And even then, I'm not even too sure if that was enough. Um, with the, She was having to replace Yerika Hamby. And I feel like she was performing at her very best. I feel like she could be tired, mentally tired as well. I still think that she's going to... I still think she's going to do more than more than average, but I feel like if this ends up going a couple games in, I feel like it's going to be tough for her as well. Okay. I want to bring up one more player just because I think she's had a breakout. Well, not a, she's had a very strong season. Okay. Carolyn Swords. Coming out of her... Okay, at the very beginning of the season and our season preview, I'm whoever, whichever of you guys are still listening, um, we weren't sure if Carolyn Swords was still retired or not. <laughs> they actually, the Aces, because of what happened um, with Liz Cambage, Cambage um, they actually had to pull her out of retirement asking her to come back and play again. Um, I think that she's been pretty strong coming out of that, right? Because she wasn't even prepared that she was going to play this season. Yeah, no, I think she's been amazing. Yeah, some games she doesn't do much, but she, in her way, she definitely adds to the team. If, then let me ask you, if Liz Cambage had played this season, who wins? Seattle or does that help the Aces get their first ever WNBA championship? Ooh, that's tough. I'm going to have to go with the Aces. Okay, so then take out everything that Carolyn Swords <laughs> has done this year. Because obviously she doesn't do that if Cambage is playing. Right. I mean, I think that just Liz, she offers so much to the team. Okay. Um... I mean, I think that it would be very close because the Storm definitely have those guards um, with Sue Bird, Jordan Canada. We haven't mentioned Jordan Canada. No, we haven't. And Jewel Lloyd. They def the Aces are definitely defeating when it comes to the guards. Um, I think that when it comes to the bigs, though, I think, I don't know. I, I lean more towards the Aces side um, more than the Storm. I still would go with Seattle. But I do think that that definitely makes the Aces more competitive for sure. It gives them yeah. another dimension. But I still don't think it makes the difference. Okay. I mean, Liz, she offers so much offensively. Carolyn Swords, she's an all-around center type of player. She can she gets her assists, her boards. Um, she's just not uh, the biggest threat offensively. So I think that in that case, that offer the that Liz offers a lot more offensively. Um, so as we had mentioned, Jordan Canada. So 
with Sammy Wickham being out, I know that that'll give Jordan Canada a couple more minutes. Um, going against the Aces, she averages nine and a half points, three and a half rebounds, and six assists. So on the DraftKings side, that's that's pretty decent and well rounded. Um, I can see myself taking her as well. Um, I think it could be tough, though, because when she's in the game, as well as Danielle Robinson, I feel like Robinson will be guarding her if she's not guarding Joe Lloyd. Um, so I think that, I think it's like a 50-50 chance with Jordan Canada, because if Danielle Robinson isn't in the game, then I'm definitely taking her. Um, but it's hard to tell that before the game starts. So, as I had said, she averages 9.5 points, 3.5 boards, and 6 rebounds going against the Aces. Boss, what are your thoughts on Jordan Canada for this series? Um, I think she's probably looking at about 18 minutes a game. I said that because Sammy Wickham is not going to play, that adds a couple more minutes to her. Yeah, I could also see her speed being used a little bit on the defensive side. Maybe to be tracking down Danielle Robinson, kind of what we talked about earlier. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, she's rock solid, you know. I mean, if she was on any other team, you know, she might chances be the star. are she's, she's a top three player, you know. So Definitely. I have a lot of respect for her game, have been, have for a long time. Um, I, I think she's, I think she's raring to go. I agree with you, Pops. Um, so, you said, who do you have for game one? I have I've the got Storm. the Storm in game one. Okay, I got them winning 83-73. to 73. Okay, hang on, let me write this down, because Pops is almost always right when it comes to that. <laughs> I got the Storm winning game one, 83-73. There's a small chance it could be 83-74. Um, and for any of you that are listening and, and that ends up being the score, you you can go ahead and send a... An Arby's gift card to my beautiful wife who loves those curly fries. $3 gift card would be amazing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, no, I like Seattle on game one, and I like them to win in four games. Four games. Okay. I could understand that, Pops. Well, I mean, I have nothing else on the WNBA Finals. Should we move over and talk a little bit about the NBA Finals? Wait, there's an NBA Finals? I thought that series was over already. <laughs> I know, right? We have the Miami Heat versus the Los Angeles oh, oh. Los Angeles Lakers. Um, we're going into game two today. Uh, today. Today, yeah. yeah. You're good. And, You're good, <laughs> And LA won the first game. Pretty sure the final score was one eighteen to ninety six. For the Heat, I feel like. I feel like this could be like a similar series. I feel like the Heat are kind of like the Aces. Because right, they're missing right now. Bam Adebayo is hurt and I think I heard you say he's not going to play tonight, right? Uh, he's doubtful. So yeah, I I don't think he's going to be out there. Him nor Goran Dragic. Oof, that's that's really tough for the Heat. Yeah. Like really tough. Um I don't really know what to say about that because with Bam being out, I could argue that he's their biggest star. Jimmy Butler is awesome. I think he's the bigger. He's definitely the bigger name, um, but I think Bam's their biggest star. And then you got Gordon Dragic. Like they're, you have two of their top three players out. I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like that's really tough. You'll need Duncan Robinson to hit a ton of threes tonight. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I think Goran Dragic is, is a big one just because, you know, his plus minus. I mean, he was the Heat were the Heat were outscoring the Lakers during in those first fifteen minutes that he played. Um, the other thing is Adebayo hurts him on both sides of the court. I know that there was a stretch in game one. Didn't it? Because they... Miami got off to a really good start. Yeah, they're about 23-10, to 10, right? And then the Lakers went on a 75-30. to 30 Oof. Scoring. Dang. Up, right? That, that's pretty that's, crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's more than crazy. Um, You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I'm excited for the Lakers. I feel like they... They had a lot of high expectations on them for this season with um, bringing in Anthony Davis and then you also have the Kobe situation. Um, so I feel like I'm really excited for them. I'm interested to see what each player says about the situation. Um, yeah. I, so, yeah. I think with the injuries... I actually think, I'm not going to say it makes Miami more dangerous because, again, what Adebayo does on both sides of the court, but I think it opens up a potential couple of X factors, which if we were to name this podcast, it would literally be called X Factor. <laughs> okay, and, and here's what I mean by that. So with Drogic out, it opens up things up for Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn is kind of like a, he creates his own shot pretty well, really well, actually. He's incredibly athletic. And people forget, I think he finished in the top three in the Rookie of the Year race yes. this year. I think maybe number in, two, actually. Yeah, before the bubble in the regular season, he was going off. He was he was actually, like, one of their biggest stars for the Heat okay. in the regular season. So he ended up with 18 points in game one. Okay. Right. He'd definitely be underrated then. I mean, he also started 67 games this year. Right. And that goes back so to the he's regular not, season. Right. So he's not just the... The way he started the year, you know, being an unknown is not really how he is now. And, I mean, clearly he's got some confidence. So, I mean, you got Tyler Hero on one side, Kendrick Nunn on the other. I mean, that's <laughs> some opportunities. And then the other thing is with Adebayo out. Um, Kelly Olenek. That opens up maybe some spacing for Kelly Olenek to do his thing, uh, to shoot the ball anyways. And then defensively, losing Adebayo really hurts the Heat. So I actually think that scoring, there's going to be more points scored. I like the over a lot in this for, in this game, too, just based on the injury situation. Okay. Well, I wasn't expecting to hear that. <laughs> um, I agree with you. I think that defensively, because Adebayo was a contender for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, so I agree that really hurts them. There were times like... when we first entered. I know I just interrupted you. <laughs> there were times when we entered the bubble. And I remember on this very podcast, Tati, you talked, not Utah, you talked about when big name players get hurt yeah. and how you were so surprised with some of these teams, some of these players that ended up stepping up. And surprising and doing well. Wouldn't this be ironic? That's what Alanis Morissette once saying. No, you don't know who that is. No, I don't. <laughs> but wouldn't it be ironic if game two of the NBA Finals, where everyone counts out the heat because of the injury situation to two of their stars, and yet instead Miami comes out and wins the game? 
Wouldn't that I mean, be just a, the way it's, it's been? I mean, it's a possibility. And then you take into consideration that Miami is that team. They are. That's they incredibly really are. deep. You know Jimmy Butler and Pat Riley are in that locker room talking about, oh, no one thinks we can win this game. No one. We're going to go out there and going to get it. I like the over, and I like the Heat catching 10 points tonight. Okay. Well, I before you had interrupted me, I was going to speak on Jimmy Butler. What? And now I think that he, he usually, when they have an injury to one of their stars or, or even just one of their players – he steps up as a big leader, and I feel like he'll. I think he'll do that again tonight. Um, I'm not sure if I'll go with Miami winning the game. I think they'll keep it close. Um, I do. I could see a possibility of them doing that because they've definitely done it multiple times. So, yeah, I don't have much else to say about it. I mean, obviously, Pops, I think he's going towards Miami. <laughs> I, I do like Miami tonight. I really do. I, I think they're going to shock a lot of people tonight. I don't think I, – I think I think we're looking at a one or two possession game. But last time I checked, that's not a 10-point 10 10 point difference. So, yeah, I don't think so. Um, I, I think this has heat written all over it. All but more importantly, the over. Okay. So everybody knows what Pops likes. Um, and then I also wanted to say how, um, who was it? It was Caldwell Pope. He went for 13 points. I don't, I don't know. They kept like the same, they're still keeping the same starting lineup. They did take out JaVale McGee and put Dwight Howard in. I think that that's helped them a little bit more, at least on the defensive side, because Dwight Howard, um, does more defensively than he usually does offensively. Uh, but they do keep Danny Green and Caldwell Pope. Unfortunately, I didn't get to watch much of this game, so I can't say like how they performed, just uh, because I am just looking at the box score. But I do think that it'll be kind of hard for the Lakers to go back-to-back nights of their best performance. So, okay. I I lean more towards the Lakers side though. So I disagree with you, pops. <laughs> okay. Well, hey. At least we have two finals games going in the same day. Yeah, that's, pretty, that's cool. pretty exciting. You know, that's pretty cool. You know, COVID's kind of messed everything up, so different type of schedules. Right and now, don't you, got... you have the uh, professional baseball going into their playoffs as well? They're in the playoffs right now, and then there is an elimination game today. It's not called Game 7 just because it's only a three-game series, but it's still an elimination game uh, between the Padres of San Diego and the Cardinals of St. Louis. I'll go with the Padres. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's that should be a fun one. Um, outside of that, you know, you got your, your standard golf tournaments going on. Um, you've got a big horse racing. The second leg of the Triple Crown tomorrow. I heard that the defending winner of the Kentucky Derby, Authentic, is going to be racing. That's Authentic. <laughs> so... Um, it should be a fun weekend of sports. I know that for Tati and her sister Liv, I know they got some games against uh, against some boys, and that, that'll be good. Um, it's good for them to to earn their keep. I know Tati's getting accustomed to playing with a with a men's ball, both not yeah. only shooting but passing and dribbling it. Uh, she's been showing out. Uh, you'll see some more stuff coming up on social media. 
I know you guys have been able to see some stuff from Live Legend. She's been doing some big time things. Uh, girls have a couple big tournaments coming up. Um, there's a Nike TOC event going on uh, a little ways from here. So lots of stuff going on out there. I appreciate you guys all listening. I'm going to pass it to Tati and anything that she's going to wrap this show up with. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to episode 38 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. Uh, definitely watch one of the one of these two games because I bet you it's going to be very competitive. And if Pops had to choose, he'll probably go with the Miami Lakers game because he's pretty high on Miami today. So, everybody, I hope you have a great Friday, a great weekend. We'll be back at it again soon. So, again, thank you all for tuning in. That wraps up Episode 38 of the Daughter and Pops Podcast.